Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hello and welcome to another episode of White Wine Question Time, where this week we're still all at sea for part two of our interview aboard James Martin's boat in Southampton, or as we like to call it, St. Bart's. Now, in case you need a refresher, he's the TV chef who came to become a small screen legend via shows like Ready, Steady, Cook before he took on the helm of the Saturday Kitchen for BBC in 2006 up until 2016 before making the move to ITV where you'll find him every Saturday morning cooking up a storm with great guests on James Martin's Saturday morning. But as you will have already learnt in part one, there is so much more to this man than what he does in the kitchen. And you're about to find out even more. So, James, are you ready for question number two? Here we go. I wanted to keep it nautical. So, if you were to take this this right. beautiful vessel out, her, yes, her. <laughs> Let's just it. Yeah. Who would you choose as crew and company, and what would they bring to the party? Well, you can come along because you brought a bottle of gin with you, so you're, you're all right. You. Okay, I'm I in. don't know what you like with the rope, are you? Are you any good with the rope? I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm port right. starboard, do you know the difference? No, but I can learn. But, yeah, the easiest thing, port is four letters, left is four letters. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right, okay, I'm in. All right. Yeah, great. Okay. Who else is on board with Well, us? I'll just shout at you and go left and right. Yeah, uh, I'm really, don't I'm, touch. do you know what? In order Stand to, there. Do you know how bad I am with directions <laughs> and right. left and right? In yeah. my head... When I have to do left and right, I have to sing Agadoo. 
Do you remember? To the left, to the right, jump up and down and do the trick. No, no, no. That, that's how stupid I am. See, get, yeah, I knew I'd put an extra bit of gin in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trick. It's a trick. I do it in the car all the time. To the le- left, really? left. Yeah. Got no that's sense of direction. That's why you got dents in the left on your car. <laughs> you haven't seen the dents in my car. They're not good. Know. It's leased as well. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Okay, so I'm on board. Who right. else would you choose as crew and company? The people that you would really love to spend time away from it all with. Um... My 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 best mate, I suppose. My best mates, I suppose. Uh, Jodie Schechter. He's my best buddy. Jordy or Jody? Jody Schechter. Jody Schechter. Yeah, he's um, ex F1 world champion racing driver. Blimey. Um, God, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna look crap next to him doing Agadoo. You'll be right. <laughs> You'll be right. <laughs> he uh, he's just a great friend, and and um, yeah, it's it's kind of a. Uh, same work ethic and and I'm fascinated by his work ethic fascinated by him his brain is is immense um his uh his attention to detail f1 drivers have got an attention to detail like no other f1 teams everything about it f1 you can learn so much about it in terms of the way you run a business by looking at an f1 team it's quite fascinating in what way everything about it everything about it in terms of television First thing you do in television when they go, right, that's it, a wrap. Everybody then just goes back to the dressing room and goes home. No, 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 no. Everybody goes and has a meeting. Debrief. Everybody. Debrief. You lay it all on the table. What was good, what was bad, what was not good, what could be better. Every, and that's every single time we do this after the show. It's every single time we do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's in a small way. And, and it's... So you know, even down to the fact of when I when I see him, and if you if somebody calls him up and and you go, right, I need to remember that he'll 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 pick up his phone and and do a voice message to his PA. He said, I met this person. Da da da. She was five foot eight. Da da. Wore a dark coat. It was raining that day. Um, we talked about this, 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 this. So when the phone rings, he's got literally a mini biog. Wow. Of, God, he's good. No, it's quite fascinating. It's really yeah. Cool. Uh, we do it in a similar way in the restaurant. We we do bits and pieces like if somebody somebody for instance like strawberries, and 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 you're staying at the hotel and you eat the strawberries that are in the the the, the we put a minimum of thirteen different types of fruit in the fruit basket in the rooms. If you eat strawberries, if you came in and ate the strawberries mm-hmm. one night, and the following night you ate all the strawberries but left most of the other things, we then put an extra bowl of strawberries in the following wow. night. If you ate that and then two years later you came back and came to the restaurant, there'd be a note, and you'll say. Um, madam, we haven't got strawberries on the menu, but we believe you like them. The chef's created this dessert. Oh my for you. god! Would would you want it? It's a bit of a problem when somebody brings a mistress in. No, that's, that's a bit a of an issue. <laughs> I was just about to say that's so romantic, but you <laughs> completely blew that one with the mistress. But but there is. I a ro- the other way around. But there is a romance to that, right? Well, I just think it's quite the attention to detail is quite fascinating, and you learn that from F one. I learn I learn a lot from Jody. I learn a lot. I learn a lot to be a person. It sounds daft because anybody that ever knows and ever met Jody, he's quite. It's quite. He keeps himself to himself. Right. But um, you've got you... to admire his work ethic. You know, he he left and uh, left the F1 business in the, the early 80s, 1980s, and then set up this company in in America. Did really really well. Now he's just bought this farm in in Hampshire and done the same thing again. He's got. You know, four and a half thousand buffalo roaming around in Hampshire. Wow. He produces on his own mozzarella, his own champagne is amazing. Um and all that I've just had a little input in going, you know, he said, What do you think of this? What do you think of taste? And whenever you say I, I like that one, he goes the opposite. But it's it's this you know, whatever he's done is he does everything brilliantly. And 
and and I kind of learn from that really and mm. and try and and try not to do everything it comes back to people think I'm doing loads but in actual fact I'm not doing as much as the other chefs out there really yeah there's this I haven't got 80 odd restaurants and stuff like that I'm no oh. interest in that sort of stuff but do stuff that you enjoy and so he's somebody that really inspires you yeah I think him, he's been on here a few times um, him and his wife his wife is wonderful a lady called Claire um, they're great friends of mine I was with them the other night um, and chefs wise Michelle Roussinia, um again huge inspiration in my my life uh, in terms of my career in terms of goals um everything. in what way because i mean i can't imagine that i mean the kitchen is well you uh, know it's to, a crazy to, dance right? to it's open a, to open a french restaurant in the uk 35 years ago th- for more than that nearly 40 years ago now everybody thought you were every i mean even the french thought you were barney there was two <laughs> brothers they opened this restaurant in the center of bray it then goes to become the the most successful three-star Michelin restaurant outside of France. Wow. It's held three stars, three Michelin stars, which is the highest accolade you can possibly get as a chef. It's held that. It's the only restaurant that's held that for for the most amount of time other than restaurants in France. 35 years. Whoa. At that level, at the top, top level for 35 years. Um, and to have that dynasty, to have that family, to have his son... To be able to do the Alain, and then there's a new one as well coming through as well to be but, involved but in. But he the found time. He still found time to to mentor you and. Yeah, but it mentored me in some ways. That's quite incredible, isn't it? Yeah, but it's just you know you you still feel you still pinch yourself. He was down at my house three weeks ago for the show. You know, it comes down to they don't have to do it. Yeah. And and I and I kind of I, I'm stood there going, it's Michelle Rue in my house. It's like when you interview people and you got Antonio Banderas is there and he's looking at me going, what am I doing here? And I'm looking at him going, well, I don't know what you're doing here myself. <laughs> but, it's, but then after about, food's a great barrier breaker, isn't it? Yeah, really? it is. it's, it's a bit like this drink thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that kind of barrier breaker. You know, I'm telling you more stuff that I've told anybody for bloody 15, 20 years. It's a great, it's a great barrier breaker. And I think that's a, that's a, that's a good thing. It's a great thing. It's a common ground that we all yeah, share. Yeah, no, and there's, there's one other person who would be in the crew, and that's a guy called Ken Allenson. His name means nothing to most people, but in terms of my childhood and my upbringing, my college bringing, then he was the one that made me a chef. He was the yeah. one that moulded me to do what I do. Before then was school, and, and I was working in restaurants for sure. But when I got to 16, I failed all my exams at school, apart from art. Um, Did which, you? Yeah, the, I mean, Alan Titchmarsh is the only guy that I know that's got that uh, O level like I have. Everybody, <laughs> else, I failed it all. So you and Alan cookery. have both got zero apart I from Mark. Cookery, the you lot. Failed cookery. Yeah, yeah, Are you I failed cookery. Me? Oh, Mrs. Baxter was my cookery teacher. Horrific. Um, <laughs> but but I, I I knew she I failed you. She failed me. She, Even though you were the last wedding. word she said to me, you would never be a chef as I as I left school. Malton Comprehensive School, 16 years old. No. Yeah. Which gave me enough qualifications to get into catering college. Because if you fail all your exams at school, then you become a chef. But then I thought it's pretty cool because you're right by the hairdressing department. So you get lots of nice views (laughs) walking past. (laughs) And to be fair, ladies like to have a bit of cake now and then. So I was just thinking, it's wicked. You've got a chef's jacket <laughs> it's on. It's a win-win. Look at, it, look at me. Here we go. And and uh, it was there. On, I think day two, I met a guy called Ken Allenson. It was a bit like that karate kid moment. That's uh, all I can Mr. describe Miyagi. it. I just remember, well, he sort of looked level to him, but I remember looking up to him. Ken Allenson was a, 
massive guy, massive chef. Tip, if you could draw a chef, it would be that. Right. Um, big sort of goatee beard, ex-army, like didn't stand any shit from nobody. And even at you know, even at college, if you were late for, if you were one minute past nine, he was like, Out. "Go home." Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, so, but it was pristine. His his apron was pristine. His chest jacket was pristine. His neck tie, his his, his tongue, toggle like that was everything was immaculate. Chef's hat, knives, mint workstation. Woof. It was fantastic, and I learned from that. There was me and. Uh, and one other person I remember at college, um, Annie Cooper, and there was two of us that worked like that. We just had that mentality and going, section clean, chef's jacket mint, and it was it was all, it was really weird. Cause, but it served you really well. Well, everybody else in the class looked like they just sort of slept in the stuff, and to be honest, <laughs> some of them had. But it was it was it was a, I don't know. You had that. I don't know. It just he inspired me so much. He he made me become a chef. And There's have no you kept question. in touch with yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, no question. And 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 I I, I remember uh what do you do? What do you what do you get a gentleman like that to say thank you? And I remember uh he we did a we did a dinner down in Bournemouth, a uh, big charity dinner. And uh tickets sold out, I don't know, five hundred quid a head and we sold three hundred tickets for this charity and so I invited the college, my old college, to come down. So I brought everybody down from college, got Ken to, to help out in the kitchen. And I created the menu with a group of other chefs as well. So we were doing one of the courses. And I remember at the end of it, um, he always used to wear this watch, this amazing watch, and it was because he wanted a Rolex. So I went out that afternoon and bought him a Rolex oh, and gave you? him it. Yeah. Oh. Well, what do you do to say thank you? What could you what What can you possibly do to say thank you? I don't know. Well, I owe what you see now. I as I owe him to him. Wow. There's I feel no quite really quite emotional. Well, no that. question. There's no. There's what I have now. Two people is my mother and 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 Ken. No question. Wow. No question. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, your last question. Yeah. Over the course of your career, you have cooked some amazingly diverse dishes. But for you, what drink, starter, main and dessert would make up your dream menu in terms of the moments in time they represent in your life? That's a very good question. You so, have done some research yeah. on this. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with drink. What drink takes you back to a key moment in your life? Well, I would say taboo and lemonade. I got completely, completely wrecked on it as a student. <laughs> Oh my Somebody God. will have taboo, and and, and literally, you haven't got a clue what you're talking taboo. about. Taboo, taboo is like it's like pineapple on acid. Yeah, a pi- uh, like a like a like oh, it's a, horrible. Like a lilt. Do you know lilt? Yeah, like it's that. Like, but it's like just make like, your head go. It's like hangover lilt. Yeah, it's mad. Don't drink too much of it. It sends you off. Blimey! I so was that I, was that kind of like one of oh, the first four of them? I lost... thought I was a plumber. I thought I was a mechanic. I was the, <laughs> you thought you were everything. Um, but you thought you <laughs> thought you're amazing. What was your mixer? Lemonade. Uh, taboo and lemonade. Oh my gosh. Taboo and lemonade, cider and black. When and I was, it used to be the Highlander in Scarborough. It's a nightclub in High. Yeah, I can't remember anything, um, anything much about leaving, but <laughs> horrific. Dancing to uh, to Brian Adams, Summer of '69. Still a great song. That's the one. That's Still the does one. it for me. You're a uh, guitar in it. I was there. Yeah. I was there. I got and my first real six string. Bought yeah. it for a dollar at the five and dime. Yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was too busy chatting to the lads and couldn't be bothered with all the women <laughs> at that point. Too busy onking up on your taboo and lemonade. Yeah, I was too busy concentrating on whether I had chicken shofar the following day. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> okay, so if taboo and lemonade is your horrific drink choice, what's your starter and what does it represent? <sighs> starter, starter. What would it be? Um... It would be a mate of mine, and he's going to take the mic when I say this. A mate of mine's guy called Paul Ainsworth, mm-hmm. and um, he's a great, great lad. And he's just started. He started on TV. You'll see him a lot, and he's 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 the new thing. I'm getting old in this game, you see. But, but the, you're not. no, no. But the, I am. I am. But, but the young nippers, and he's one of them. Uh, he's he's the next thing. I think he's he's fantastic. Great communicator. Great hard worker. Um, and uh, he does a starter of kimchi. He oh. does this cabbage, this kimchi, but it's not your usual sort of blows your head off kimchi that you buy in the, the supermarket. The kimchi is normally a very spicy cabbage. Well, it's fermented it's, cabbage, yeah. but usually done with Chinese white leaf. Yeah. This is done with uh, a round, hard white cabbage. And you salt it for two hours, and then you make a a mixture of mirin, white wine vinegar, sugar, salt, garlic, uh, star anise, um, ginger, um, and then you soak it in this liquid for about two weeks week two weeks two weeks wow and then you take it all out and you mix that with lime juice a little bit of olive oil salt and pepper and then he makes this salad of of uh, uh shrimp uh seaweed which you can get kelp 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 is fantastic um rathlin island in northern ireland's the best place to get the best kelp from really um it's phenomenal yeah um and you get kelp you get uh, uh, uh brown shrimp so the crevette gris the little mm. shrimp. Chilies, uh, chervil, coriander, mint, lime, 
um, and you put that all that in together, and then you make a dressing. He makes this dressing out of um, gentleman's relish, which is this anchovy paste that my granddad used to love, spread on. Gentleman's toast. relish. Yeah, but it sounds. Yeah, but you, this is. It's you're not making it sound appetising, <laughs> and anybody that's got the like your child I've never brain never heard stuff, of it. No, I'll send you some. Okay. I'll send you a little little vial of it. Gentleman's relish. It's wicked. It's anchovy, salted anchovy paste. He does that with the gentleman's relish mayonnaise and then thinly sliced scallops, ceviche, so lime juice, lime zest, a little bit of olive oil and mm. chervil oil, salt and pepper, over the top, marinated for about two minutes, placed on top of the, the, the salad. It is phenomenal. Where can I get this? At his restaurant. Or which is? you can have it in my restaurant, which I've nicked it. <laughs> 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 it sounds delicious. <laughs> I have given it a name check. Ish. 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 No, 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 it is. It's, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's in my restaurant. I have nicked it because I'm a great, you know, he's nicked one of mine. So he said. It's a trade. No, of course it is because that's a it's chef's like thing. Chefs, trust me. And I, I've been doing TV for 28 years and you hear chefs have thought this recipe and you get this latest one. Oh, I thought of this recipe when I was walking around the Himalayas and Jesus looked down on me and the sun was shining. It was the moon was full moon and all this sort of stuff. And I thought about this as a bird came past. What a lot of shit. <laughs> you've seen it on the menu. You've nicked it from somebody else. Fact. Tweaked uh, it slightly. You've tweaked let's it slightly. Just call it, let's just done. call it. That's what we've done. All day like robbery. So it, I may have nicked his. He's nicked mine. So monkey bread, which I nicked from these two fantastic lads. Married couple, these two lads in, in a place called Dumbo in New York. Um, they yeah. have this, this, this. They have this. You couldn't write this. You see, look. If I was making this up, it wouldn't make sense. Go on, Mon- but monkey this, bread. There's this place called Dumbo, which is the other side of my. Very trendy. Bridge. Yeah. Very trendy place. You see. So trendy, right? Now. I'm down with it. I'm trendy. I've got a waistcoat. <laughs> Manhattan Bridge. Down below, there's this place called Dumbo. There's this amazing bakery. I went there. I loved it so much that I, I actually said to these two guys, "Could I stay an extra night and learn how to cook a few dishes from it?" These two guys took me out. They were a married couple to each other. And we worked in the bakery the following day. And they had this thing called monkey bread. And they sold it per ball, which I loved about it. 50 cents a ball at the end of the till. And it was the, just, it was the massive thing. It looked like this thing in the middle of the table. So it's huge. It's a big, a this, big this ball of what, big dough? big ball of balls. It's basically a donut dough that's, that's, that's dipped in butter, rolled in sugar and cinnamon, put together in this mould and then baked. So donuts right. are usually deep fried. So more like a pretzel? No, it's nothing like a pretzel. Nothing like a pretzel. Pretzels are the food of the devil. It's equivalent oh, to horseradish. Pretzels, foul things like chewing on a brick. What do you want a pretzel for? They're I didn't. Resorted. I'm just saying, was it like no, a pretzel? No, it's nothing like a pretzel. They're baked <laughs> in the oven. This is this is like a donut that's yeah. basically rolled in butter, rolled in sugar, rolled in cinnamon, put together in this mould, and then baked. And it's and they, they they look like a big cake, but they're all individual balls. So when you open them all out, they they break off. Ah, oh, nice. It's, it's ace. So Paul Ainsworth's got it on his Michelin star restaurant. And it comes with a poem where he, where he spotted this dish from. It's a complete load of bollocks. <laughs> he nicked it from my house because I cooked it for him. So you for, therefore have taken his... And he's the one with the Michelin star, you see. <laughs> so is the monkey bread going to be your dessert? The monkey bread... No, monkey bread's not my dessert. But anyway, where were we... No, that, so we, that would we, be, that, that's the connection with Paul. Okay, so what's your main and what does it represent? What, what does it represent? Main course is roast beef and Yorkshire pudding cooked by my mother with roast potatoes. And proper gravy. Right, t- break it down for me. What is proper it's gravy? It's co- to make to make a roast dinner is complicated. Um, so, well, you forgot the fish course. 
We'll do no. the fish course after the main. A fish course? Oh my god, you're so yeah, fancy. Yeah, you've got to do the fish course. Okay. So and we'll do the main course now. But okay. so beef, roast beef. It's got to be really nice roast rib of beef. Rib, rib rib on keeps the moisture in. One and a half hours to one hour forty five minutes. It's already dead. You're not just to kill it again. And people who put it in the oven for 20 minutes a pound, 20 minutes over, the people who like turkey, I don't want to speak to them. Uh, <laughs> the same people who wear sandals. I don't trust people who wear sandals. I don't. It's true. It's so glad I wore brogues. <laughs> it's true. I have, a, I have a thing that. You've got a thing about sandals. Sandals, sandals, yeah. Yeah. Not resonating. No? I find that people who complain on cookery shows usually wear sandals and collect cats. Um, that, that, I don't mean narrow it what down, about, But what about women wearing sandals? You, you got a problem with that? Well, sandals in general. Oh, okay. Yeah. We okay. invented shoes to cover up feet. Because to be fair, feet are not the most attractive thing. How are you with the flip-flop? Flip-flops are the worst. Because the, the, the feet, some some feet are, are all right. But not really. Some feet. But majority, say no. nine, not many feet are polite. I hear uh, you. Uh, nice, aren't they? So no. we invented socks to cover them up. And then over time, it's amazing how development has moved on. We... We wear shoes. Yeah. Right, where are we? Okay, roast so beef. Ro- so roast, roast beef, uh, bone-in, uh, King Edward's potatoes, roasted, parboiled, uh, brought to the boil, tipped out, dripping, roasted in the oven for 45 minutes. Dripping. That's dripping. important. Drip- well, if it was my mum doing it, she'd be using dripping lard and butter. Wow. Three. Old school. All three. Uh, that would go in, um, and then it would be carrots, it would be uh, uh, cauliflower cooked whole, um, could be Brussels sprouts, that kind of stuff. Roasted uh, 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 parsnips, Yorkshire pudding. My gran- grandmother's recipe: uh, eight ounces of flour, eight eggs, and a pint of milk. Eight eggs! Yeah. Wow, you're making F- some big batches. Oh, no, full fat milk, eight eggs, eight ounces of flour, and a pint of milk. Works every wow. time. Make it the day before. Mix by hand. Put it in the fridge. Allow it to rest. Mix together. Hot tray in the oven. Forty minutes. I would never think to make it the day before. That's interesting. Yeah, because the minute you mix flour, you 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 thicken you 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 agitate the gluten in the flour, oh. which then toughens up. You need sometimes you need the gluten to work, which is for bread. So you work it and you knead it, and that's where you mm. get the texture in bread. But with cakes, you want to work it as less as possible. So, so baking, the day before is best. Day before is miles always. Okay, miles. good to so know. So make it the day before. It sits in the fridge. And it separates. It looks like dishwater in the in the fridge. It looks really weird. But you just give it a quick stir. In the oven, shut the oven door, 45 minutes, the best Yorkshire pudding she'll ever have. And, and why that meal? Is, is that just a... Because that's that, what that we used to have. Every Sunday we used to have roast beef. Every Sunday we would have a roast dinner at home. Mm. And it would all the family would sit around together. It wouldn't necessarily roast beef. It would be pork. It would be would be lamb we didn't have anything as kids we 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 weren't farm owners my dad didn't have a ranger over outside we were tenant farmers we just we just did this thing as a it started off as a hobby and then it morphed into this sort of business we were pig farmers so we always used to cook the bits of meat that nobody else really wanted so there was always the the trotters and the, the shoulders and that kind of stuff and uh, i remember cooking brawn when i was nine years old which is the boiled pig's head and you break it all down and put it in a tureen in a terrine? Uh, yeah, you boil a yeah. pig's head whole and you break it all down. You pick through the meat and layer it all up with a jelly. How uh, old are you doing that? Nine. Wow. Yeah, but it's, it's tasty. Everybody looks at it now and would freak out, but it's it's fantastic. But that and that and proper gravy. Now I make I make jus and I make sauces. My mum go, I'm not of any of that. I want proper gravy. So it's bisto, marmite and bovril. Marmite. Yeah, my mum. I, I I basically make it by using veal stock and reducing it down with red wine. Not my mother. She used bisto. Yeah. Uh, onions in a pan. Bisto goes in. Get so white onions in a pan. Yeah. 
white onions in a pan, get a nice colour in it. Just, just the onions, what, fried just, off? Just fried off no with stock. a bit of butter. Just a bit of butter, fried off for about 15 minutes. Then your uh, your bista goes in, mm-hmm. with, and it makes a gravy straight away. Then you put bovril and marmite in at the same time. Bovril and marmite? Yeah. Never heard of it. And then a knob of butter, done. That's it? That's it. I'm, s- my, I'm so going to try it. That's my mother's gravy, yeah. And is it the best? It's all right. <laughs> I mean, that you is, love her, but not that, that much. It is, it is good. It is good. I don't think I get away with it seven in the restaurant, but it is good. But it's the taste of childhood. No, because it, it's it's what whenever I go back home, that's what I I'd love to have. Yeah, I, I love to have. Yeah. And what about your fish course then? Let's do a fish course. Fish and chips, Whitby. There's no question. Whitby, why? Yeah, Whitby, because it's the it's the best place in the world. Is Whitby? Have you, have you been? No, I haven't been to Whitby. <sighs> There's youths here. There's if you Google it, it looks like a Malfi coast in the fog. It's it's a, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a, a That's like saying I look like Marilyn Monroe. In no, a fog. no, you, you look great. <laughs> uh, but there's there's there's, there's uh, Whitby's an amazing amazing place, and it's f- famous for fish and chip shops. Together with a uh, Dracula, Ninety Nine Steps, and yeah. Goths, every year they have a load of nutters that just turn up walking up um, in weird weird uniforms. Um, but if you ignore all that and you get the fish and chips, and they have amazing fish and chips in Whitby. So just cod and chips, yeah. Yeah, but you, you, well, in Yorkshire you have if you you go into a fish and chip shop and you have one of each. So one of each is haddock and chips. Right. So if you want to be a local, next time you're in Whitby, you go to Elizabeth Booth's, which is a bakery up the road, and you have a lemon ice bun. Right. Which is a bun, sweet bun with lemon icing on it. Nice. And when you take it out, you don't eat it like a tourist. Cut it in half with your hands and put the icing in the middle and then eat it like a sandwich. Ah. Mm. Then, that's that's like a little amas bouche. Amas bouche. And then you walk down the steps to the fish and chip shop. There's several, but my favourite is the magpie. You go there. The magpie. Magpie. The magpie. Magpie. And you have one of each and a bag of scraps. So one of each would be haddock and chips, because haddock is the fish and chips of choice in up north. Is it really? Yeah, cods for the southerners. But 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 I do like a haddock and chips. No, but had a, one of each was the fish of fish and chips. Are you, are you taking any peas with that, mushed or otherwise? No, 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 not that. Well, I was with it the other day in Kent, and they had that really what a ger- pickled bloody thing, gherkin, whatever it was. I don't yeah. Know, so what is that all about? No, it's one of each, and a and, bag of scraps. And a bag of scraps is just the batter. Yes, but the difference between there, they don't charge you for it. Down here, they charge you ninety p a bag. They're robbing bloody lot. So, <laughs> but, but in St. Bart's. So, <laughs> So you have, so you have, you have one one of each, in paper, and the whole idea about Yorkshire and the whole idea about Whitby. What makes it so special is that two things: the fish is wonderful because it's coal sea. The potatoes you get great potatoes around Yorkshire because the great agriculture. So that the oil that you cook in it, blah blah blah. Anyway, you get amazing fish and chips. So you queue up. It's freezing cold in Whitby, by the way. It's always cold. Middle of summer, it's usually minus six. It's, it's freezing. So you get there, you stand in the queue, you're already freezing anyway, and you get your fish and chips, and it's like a hot water bowl. They're in nice newspaper. Yeah. So you get this, not in that polystyrene bloody stuff. No. In newspaper. Yeah. Old so school. You, yeah. So lots of vinegar, lots of salt, wrap it up like that, and you grab hold of it. Then you walk out, and then you've got to figure out where to eat this, because Whitby's quite busy, and there's no seats, because they're all taken, apart from the bandstand, which is right at the far end. So off you go, walk into the bandstand, which is about... Half a mile. Get to the bandstand. And then it's they don't really have a pier in Whitby. It's more like a bit of concrete. 
because the pier blew down ages ago, didn't it? Sounds beautiful. No, it is amazing. I'm really selling it, but it is amazing. So you get there and you... Don't worry about the seagulls because it's too bloody windy. They can't fly. So so you get there and this is when you experience the greatest fish and chips in your life. You have to go all that way. I, I take my... My main people for my business, every year I take them to the Magpie Cafe for fish and chips. Do you? As a, as a present. Every year. And then walk them down to the concrete no, at the end I've of the year. Uh, yes, because that's what you've got to... That's ex- the experience, yeah. Yeah, if you want to experience something that's great, it doesn't have to be the greatest three-star Michelin. It, it could be just the greatest thing, but you have to be in the, the place. Yeah. So so when you get there and you walk down the ends of this, 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 this harbour wall... Basically, the wooden seats wouldn't survive in Whitby, so they've got cast iron seats. Now, cast iron seats when they're, they're freezing, it's so, so it's cold. like your ass sitting on that gin and tonic. You're gonna get piles, and you sat there, and it's proper cold. Now you've got <laughs> ribs of icicles in between your ass cheeks, and there's there's about three of us sat there, but you've got this pot of gold that's warming up your hands, and as you warm it, as you open up this pot of gold, the steam comes off it. Before you eat it, the greatest part about fish and chips in Whitby. Is just before you eat it, as you open it up like that, a bit of snot just drips onto the. <laughs> That's when you're in the presence of great fish and chips. <laughs> that would be my fish course. Okay. So go and have fish and chips in with I will. It's the best thing I'll ever. skip the snot, but I'm with it's you on the, the rest. Best thing ever. And I, I actually like. I like. I will take you for fish and chips. Thank you, and I'm right? coming. I'll fly you. Are you are you alright? No, you're probably not alright as a passenger. Are you? Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, what's wrong with me? I'm just saying, I'm just... <laughs> no, right? I'm quite hardy. Okay. Yeah, I'll fly to Yorkshire for fish okay. and chips, right. but no snot. Hold the snot. And no, you'll, you'll get that anyway. Okay, All we'll right. see. We'll see. Right. So your, 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 your final course, your dessert, what is the dish and what moment in your life does it best represent? Um, brings me back to... Back to these people that I work with. And... Um, Michelle Roussinia, the greatest chef I've ever met, ever had the privilege to know, the privilege to call my friend, um, probably the the greatest man I've ever met. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, uh, yeah, just a, yeah. What can I say? Just a gent. And um, but it's so rare, isn't it, that you find somebody that is that is that talented. But also that lovely. Yeah, that, it pisses that, me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, that's exactly. no, it's special. So Michelle, <laughs> uh, what he, you 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 know, obviously grow up admiring this man, and then you end up working for him, and and still he remains really important in your yeah, life. Yeah, because he, he came down to my house three weeks ago. He's uh, I've invited him to to my house last uh, in two weeks time. Um, it's just a privilege to have to be around him and to be around. I don't know. I feel. I don't, you pinch yourself, but but you also you you feel like you're 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 passing on a baton, or you're not passing on a baton, but you're you're looking after the next generation. It's your bit of everything. You, your responsibility, not not my, wholly my responsibility, but um, he turned around to me and he said, you know, do what you do and continue what to do because there's not many chefs who can cook on TV. And for him to say that, and to him to come down to your house and say that, and then you feel pretty, pretty fucking humble. Yeah. Um, but equally uh, ten feet tall. Uh, yeah, but you don't show it, and you never show it, and you never should show it, because in terms of my world, you don't know nothing. 
no matter how old you are, you know nothing. And understand that, learn from it, mm -hmm. respect it, and respect your elders for sure. But there is no question, even at 70 odd years old, that Michelle Senior is. He will not walk into a restaurant and think that with other people because you're always going to learn. Mm -hmm. And that's the secret is that you're brilliant at what you do, but there'll always be something that's bigger and better. And which dish of Michelle's <laughs> would you um, choose as your as your dessert? It's a tat tan. And, um, Again, quite simple. Well, it's not. It's not. To me. When you there's several desserts out there, and I've been a pastry chef for 25, 30 years. The hardest desserts to make appear the simplest. Mm. There's two. If I was interviewing a pastry chef, I would get him to make two desserts, one or the two: a tart tan or a lemon tart. They're the hardest. The hardest desserts. Why though? Make. Why are they so tricky? Because to get them right requires skill, concentration, flair, understanding. Um, talent, yeah, and care. It comes down to the fact I said earlier. You, you, I can. You, a lot of people need to be taught to how to cook. But they can't teach people how to care. Whereas those two desserts teach you to be a bit of everything. Mm. They, they teach you the understanding of a lemon tart. I've got to get that pastry so thin, but so perfectly cooked, so it doesn't go soft in the middle. Mm. There's no soggy bottom, but it's actually got a perfect edge. I don't want it fluted. I want it perfectly sided. I want it nice and thick. I don't want it curdled. I don't want it split. I don't want any cracks on the top. I want it nicely caramelised. I don't want it refrigerated. Because it refrigerated, it tastes of fridge. But to make a lemon tart, if I set out to make a lemon tart now, it would take me three, three and a half hours. Four hours to make one. Wow. It's, it's you know, it's not a I thing like that I'm not respecting the lemon-based dessert world anymore. <laughs> no, no. I'm really not. No, you're not, you see. I'm not. No, but, it's, but there's good ones and there's bad ones and there's very, very few places that have got good ones. Mm. And, and a tart tan is a good one is a as an amazing amazing well, thing because it is the ultimate palate cleanser isn't well, it's, it it's 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 accumulation of a lot of things but it requires perfect pastry pastry requires technique and skill mm. it's to a make dying art isn't it the to make puff chef. pastry is a skill so you've got to get the puff pastry right first before you're even doing anything then there's the apples itself the butter and the sugar you've got to use the right apples so you've got to have an understanding there are thousands of different apples out there mm. the wrong one it's shit yeah the right one it's brilliant so you use I use pink lady apples, which is a cross between two apples, really. Nice and sweet. But they're, they're beautiful, but they hold together. Mm. But when you cook them with the sugar, you caramelize them in the sugar for about 50 minutes before you even put them in the oven. So they're like they're like toffee apples in the pan. You, you roll them around in the pan. Too quickly, they'll burn. Too slowly, so, so the pink they won't colour. So you put sugar. the sugar and the butter in together in a deep, like, cast iron pan. And then you put the apples in it. Loads and loads of apples. You ram it full of apples, the, 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 the halves of apples. You can't do it in quarters. It'll drop to bits. So you roll it around in the sugar and the, the butter, and it starts to... They, it almost looks like stock syrup. But if you cook it too quickly, it burns, and the apple's not cooked. If you cook it too slowly, it doesn't get a nice colour, and the apples go break up. Yeah. So you cook it for about 40, 45 minutes, 50 minutes, and then allow it to cool, then top it with a puff pastry, and then put it in the oven for about... 30 minutes, 35 minutes, then tip it out. And then you tip it out, but you don't tip it out onto a tray. You tip it out onto a baking tray that allows you to lift up because there's a lot of sugar in there. And then you carefully slide that off once it's cool and then take the remainder of the caramel in there and the pan and brush it over the, the apples. Which there's gives a, it the glaze. But a, that's the difference between an apple tart tan that's two quid and one's that 50 quid. Wow. It's the care and attention to detail. But you don't have to do that. But you do 
if that makes sense. Do you want to go the extra mile? Yeah? Uh, no, it's doing it right. Yeah. It's not doing the extra mile. It's what doing it right. What I love, right. though, is that you've talked about the, the precision and the effort and the time that's gone into a dessert like that having just taken me to Whitby for fish and chips. Yeah, and but there's that, a respect that, for great food yeah, at but all levels. And, and, I, and I love that about you. I but love that's that your me. church is open. But that's me. Yeah. It's that I love food. And I, I love everything about food. I love the people who make it, the people who produce it, the people who farm it. I have 250% respect by the people who make it. If, if you want to see the countryside for what it is, look after the farmers that are there. Because Which we trust, don't, because trust me, when they've gone, we'll that them. countryside ain't going to look like that. It really ain't going to look like that. To fully understand food, first of all, you've got to respect the people who make it mm. and the people who produce it. Because if you don't understand that, then food will never taste as good as what it should do. Yeah, and that's quite right. That's it. There was a brilliant piece of advice that an old chef once gave you. Do you remember this? That in, in terms of uh, the things in life that you get for free, so there's two things. Well, I think I, th- I think I think what you read was probably not what he said. He said there's two things in life you get that get for free: herpes and a parking ticket. Yeah. And the other one was <laughs> 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 that right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's but it. respect you have to earn. But respect you've got to earn. Yeah. That I remember that. Yeah, I remember that very very well. But I'd just love to wrap this conversation up by saying the fact that Michelle Rue was at your house three weeks ago and yeah. is back in two weeks' time yeah. tells you that your mission statement as a chef was to earn respect and to earn your stripes. Well, that in itself tells you. No, Having t- stood in your own kitchen with Sean as well, your, your boyhood it, hero, it, you have earned the respect of your It tells peers. me that I love my food and I like people to enjoy food as much as I like people. And I, as, as chefs go... I I will always stick by my guns and always believe that. And it may be wrong in terms of nowadays, in terms of media and television, where everybody tells you to go, they tell you to bring out a, a health food cookbook, they tell you to do this. I don't believe that. And I don't believe in teaching people at home that because I don't believe people will believe it. So if if I'm here in five years' time, then great. If I'm not, I'll see you in some bars. <laughs> I'll be the one doing Agadoo going to the left, <laughs> to the right. <laughs> Jody, where are we? <laughs> As always, White Wine Question Time is produced by me, Kate Thornton, and Caitlin Mercer for Yahoo UK, and editing is by Callum Goddard Mocklow. Our music is composed by the marvellous Andy Bell, whose back catalogue is available on iTunes and Spotify with Oasis Ride and his solo material. I'll be back next week. Thanks for joining us, and please remember, do as we do, and always drink responsibly. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.